I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to a special Surpass Community Podcast. I'm your host for today, Ben Brady. This episode features a recording of a presentation given at the SPAS conference earlier this year, uh, October 2020. This episode today features a recording of the presentation given by Graham Clark from SQA, the Scottish Qualifications Authority. The full presentation is available at conference.surpass.com and we would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, so once you've listened to the podcast, please become a part of the SPAS community by joining us for future digital events and subscribing to the mailing list at surpass.com slash signup. Finally, we would like to thank all of our contributors for the conference. It has been an absolutely amazing conference. We've had some wonderful feedback this year. Uh, In the interest of transparency, presentations are created independently by our speakers, and as such, the views expressed by speakers do not necessarily reflect those of BTL Group Limited or the Surpass team. So just to clarify, um, this is the audio taken from the original presentation at the conference. We've put it into podcast format because we know that a lot of you find this more accessible and have more chance to listen at home. If you do have any questions or would like to see slides, then again, they can be seen at conference.surpass.com. But I will now hand over to our speaker. Good afternoon. I'm Graham Clark. Um, My strange title, my presentation, A View from Scotland Through the Covid Mist, but it is strange times, isn't it? Here we have another strange picture. This is a picture of the old man of store uh, on Sky. Some of you may have been there. Uh, In many ways, it reflects the theme of this brief talk, I think. The slight mist common in Scotland (laughs) has many features in front of us, but not so much that it still allows us to see uh, get a little flavour of the opportunity, risks, beauty and danger that exist beyond it. These are strange times, not necessarily unique times, strange. Much of what we thought we knew about how our society worked is maybe no longer true. And it is clear that many people's foundations of life have been shaken. This is as true in Scotland as it is across the whole world. I think that it also applies to the world of learning, education and assessment, which we are all interested in and passionate about. A desire to continue with the approaches and values of pre-March Scotland, but recognising that can't be done. Not just for last year, but probably also, I think, for this year and possibly years to come. What can these times say to us going forward, especially in what the use of technology for assessment and learning may actually look like? Well, in Scotland, from March 2020 onwards, what it looked like, about 700,000 plus learners working at home, and that's just school numbered, never mind college and university students also sent home to continue their study. Expectation of online learning and support across the board with limited disruption. Using school, college supplied home ICT. I think that was a surprise to parents, it was certainly a surprise to young people. But one of the really interesting things for that, I guess, is it varied. It varied across local authorities, schools, colleges, regions, areas, family dynamics and family situations. We had 
parents who are supposed to be working, but also still having to homeschool. And that's not unique to Scotland. That is also the case in England and every other country in the UK and beyond. However, there are some realities, I guess. Reality is not everybody is in the same boat. The National Parent Forum of Scotland in late June found 62% of the respondents to a survey, and they had about 4,000 respondents, found that 62% of them had not been given any online lessons by school at all. Never mind those that have been given lessons and young people just didn't do them. You know, it's interesting that whole move to online learning. One of the things that didn't move was the notion of summative assessment. And it certainly was not expected to be moved in a wholesale manner in the way that digital learning was moved with the online access. But interestingly, colleges and universities significantly moved in modified approaches to supporting assessment from home. They quickly applied as long as it was only for this year. This idea of we can be bold, innovative, but only for this year, because for somehow we could get back to what we had before. There wasn't much conversation about impact of this on learners' willingness and enthusiasm for continuing to learn. The notion that we'll just give them technology, we'll give them laptops, we'll give them access to online, and the same kids will be motivated to work from nine to three, five days a week. I think there's significant challenge and unrealistic expectation in that what was going to happen from March 2020. However, there were some real positive impacts. Driven the expectation of technology access for all learners now and onwards. People talking about the amount of money is invested to provide computers, that learners will be learning from home and maybe even assessing from home with not really much realism over what the reality was for many domestic circumstances. Thankfully, my kids have left school now, but I recognise many of my friends and colleagues are in a diff completely different boat. It's interesting, 96% of UK households have access to the internet. In Scotland, it's actually significantly less than that, but 96% have access to the internet. But they don't necessarily have equipment to be able to do that. And they certainly do not expect to do assessment in any significant way working from home and remotely. Digital skills have now seen as important as reading and writing in many areas. And in fact, in this time, they're actually even more important than certainly handwriting could be in the past. But the impact on assessment is really unclear. A bit like the picture, um, it's really unclear as to what the future of assessment holds in these times. It's interesting, vocational qualifications, there's, we've seen in SQA and in Scotland, a significant increase in centres investigating and investing in technologies to support remote assessment and remote invigilation to enable learners to complete qualifications, not just learning, but complete assessment in alternative locations. It's still unclear as to they mean now or do they mean now and the future. And I certainly hope it is the latter uh, than the former. But there are some threats in some of this. One of the key things is that in much of the conversation there's a talk to when will we return to what it used to be like before COVID? The idea of return to pre-COVID normality. And I'm not sure that people look back and they say, we will make these changes now, we will use technology, we'll be flexible, we'll do remote assessment, remote learning, we will learn and adapt in different ways. But as long as we only have to do it short term, because then all the things that we used to do, we
we can go back to. It was interesting when we look back from a world of someone who's passionate about use of technology and assessment, who understands and really values the benefits and impact that technology can make to learners and to achievement. I think one of the things that holds us back is that inflexible conditions of assessment. It restricts innovation. In SQA, over the last six months, we don't apply for our centres a model where we tell them how to do assessment, particularly around vocational learning, so colleges and private team providers. Instead, we've actually developed some positive, encouraging advice and guidance to help centres make positive choices for them and their learners while not inhibiting innovation, supporting them in making choices around remote invigilation, asking the right questions, putting the right technology in place to fit with the right situation. And obviously BTL have seen significant increase in the whole remote invigilation desire of people to continue learning and continue assessment in these times. I think one of the real challenges though, and one of the threats about going forward for us, is the fact that some of those technology challenges could maybe actually help ingrain some long-standing entrenched inequalities between the technology haves and the have-nots and the ability and how that will negatively impact on the ability of technology solutions that BTL provide and many other people to deliver the system-wide benefits that not only that we, are, that we know are possible, but actually are so much needed and that we hope that in this time we would actually get. If you look at the ability of SURPASS to enable dynamic and flexible assessments to be delivered when people need it, where people need it, and in the format that they need it, you can understand how the technology can make significant and transformative difference to people's learning and education and qualifications. But I think one of the threats to that is if we don't ensure that actually that broad people have access to the digital technology from all areas, from well-performing and least-performing areas, there's a real threat to how that technology is going to go on beyond the COVID future. But I'm not, I'm not negative, I'm really positive, because I think that this pandemic and the COVID overall is about opportunities. We shouldn't, we're not planning just for next year, we're planning for next year, the next year, the next year and ongoing. And looking at what opportunities does this COVID event actually give us to make a difference in the use of technology in assessment and learning. I think first of all, what is clear is we need to align closer the whole notion of learning, teaching and assessment. And BTL's past product is fundamentally a, a summative assessment tool. But what's been clear and was always clear, I think, to us in SQA is that without formative, summative in the technology sphere is never really going to make the impact that it needs to make. We need to start to bring closer the learning, learning, teaching and assessment as a range from digital learning, digital learning approaches, formative assessment that's integrated in the learning that leads easily and without barrier to summative assessment delivery. And I think one of the clear things is it's even more important that the tools that we have are developed to support formative assessment, which links that learning to summative delivery. I think it's also a chance to not only show the real and substantive benefits that can be delivered through SQA. You know, people are working at home and they can't do the human manual stuff that they've always done before. Much of the issue for e-assessment for many years is we've been stuck in the model of having to convert and persuade people about conversion approaches, 
How can we take and transform what you do, but not change any of it? And that desire of transform, but please don't change anything. Well, interesting, a pandemic came along and changed it all. And we have the opportunity to think in the midst of all of that, are there things we can put in place that can transform what will happen when normality of that such a thing actually returns? And I think that's going to be the challenge, is that COVID has shown us that much of our human manual processes are fragile. And we've always known that that's the case, but we've had to always creep very slowly around persuasion of people to do that. But we've seen nationally, and in Scotland, we've seen people saying, this does not work anymore, and this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity not just for this year, this is an opportunity to do the things we wish we'd done for many years. And I think that's really important that we come along with the technology, we come along with products, and we say, this are the pro these are the problems we can solve, and these are solutions that we can put in place that will deliver benefits for you, not just in the midst of COVID, but also when some of those things turn back to normality. And I think that's why we also need to think not just about learning, teaching, assessment. We need to think about the qualifications themselves. You know, we spend a lot of time thinking we've got qualifications that have been around for a while, assessment models, learning models, and we're trying to force in technology to pick up bits of persuasion of how we make things better. What we need to do is we need to be bolder. And in SQA, we've been believing for a while that actually we have the opportunity to do that. As a national awarding body, we're not only responsible for school qualifications, we're also responsible for vocational qualifications in Scotland, and we also deliver them UK and internationally. And we believe that actually integrating technology into the heart of qualification design is the key thing to provide long-term sustainable benefits around assessment, learning, and teaching. And that's why this conference, which is focused on e-assessment, because it's about surpass product, which is an e-assessment product and all the surround. But we need to start to say, when we talk about e-assessment, we need to talk about it as the whole range of how do we integrate that experience for the learner that's around learning, teaching, and assessment, all of it grounded on technology. And that's one of the things that we are doing. So as I've come to just finish uh, in a couple of minutes, that actually SQA, we've committed to look at what does our next generation qualifications look like? What do those qualifications look like that are going to build and create the types of learners that a society is going to need, the type of employees, the type of citizens that are important for Scotland moving forward? And these next-gen qualifications, we're starting at the beginning. And we're starting at the beginning not by taking what we've already had, but looking at what is essential for moving forward. And one of the key aspects for that is meta skills. We're going to be looking at how meta skills is at the heart of these qualifications. What develop learners that have meta skills? The quote from Gustavo Rossetti talks about skills are temporary, but meta skills are permanent. And I'll let you go away and look at some of that stuff yourself. It's interesting how, and this diagram just helps capture some of the simplistic things of meta skills. There are a number of models and um, skills development Scotland. Uh, a national body in Scotland responsible for skills, training uh, and employment around with um, the Scottish Government. Um, they have a model for skills 4.0, which is around meta skills. And at the heart of this, SK believes that these are the key qualities that are going to be essential in the workers and learners of the future. But next gen is not just about meta skills. Next gen is also about technology. It's about technology 
led approaches that are built in from the beginning in the design of the qualification. They're not about conversion. They're not about taking some model thing and then trying to find a way of doing it digitally. This is actually about saying technology is here because we expect learning, teaching, and assessment to be significantly shaped and led by the technology that we have. And a part of that key aspect is how does that fit in a sectoral? So if it's engineering, how does the use of technology and meta skills fit with helping develop the engineers of the future, the computing programmers of the future, the people in data security and cyber security? How's, how's that gonna work? So we believe that these qualifications are fundamental to the future of our qualification frameworks going forward. And where we're starting is we're starting with our higher level vocational qualifications, HNC and HND. And actually you have the opportunity to help shape those. And um, there's actually a special interest group round table discussion gonna be happening on Friday from two o'clock and it's gonna be repeated multiple ones. You have a chance to shape that, that discussion can be led by two of my colleagues, just talking about what do next gen qualifications look like and how does meta skills and technology help transform the qualifications and learners of our future coming out of COVID time into a time when COVID hopefully will be a bit of a distant memory. And this is a picture of where I stay. So that picture of the old man of store um, with the mist around it, not quite sure it's beyond. And if you've been to the last store, it was probably foggier even than that. But this is a picture of a clear day in Scotland um, when actually you can see more. And I guess for me, it gives me a picture of hope, a picture of hope that coming out of COVID, that actually we won't be saying, I wish we had done, but actually we'll be saying, look what we've done and look how we use the challenging time of COVID and the restrictions that happen in our country. Look how we have moved on in the use of technology and assessment to help learners and transform their learning and assessment experience. Thank you. Um, happy to take questions if anybody's got them. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.